So Father, give me wisdom. I pray you would speak through me. I want to talk about uh, eldership. And I'll tell you, the longer I walk in the faith, the more I appreciate the Old Testament. Because when I read something in the New Testament, I know I can go back to the Old Testament and I can always find a type and shadow that affirms what I'm reading. And so I want to start with Exodus 18, of all places. This is uh, just to catch you up on the story. Uh, the Israelites, they've just come out of Egypt, and they're in the desert. Uh, Moses' wife has come back to him. She wasn't with him during all this stuff going on in Egypt. And Jethro, his father-in-law, has come back as well. So this is where the story picks up. It says, uh, and, and this is verse 13, the next day Moses sat to judge the people. The people stood around Moses from morning till evening. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, what is this you're doing? It says, why do you sit alone and all the people stand around you from morning till evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to inquire of God. And when they have a dispute, they come to me and I decide between one person and the other. And I make them know the statutes of God and his laws. And Moses' father-in-law said to him, what you're doing is not good. Um, he says, you and the people will certainly wear yourselves out for the thing is too heavy for you and you're not able to do it alone. And then jumping down uh, to verse 21, he says, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, men who are trustworthy and hate a bribe. Place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens, and let them judge the people at all times. Every great matter they shall bring to you, but any small matter they shall decide themselves. So it will be easier for you, and they will bear the burden with you. And I submit to you, church, that this is a type and shadow of God's plan for church order. Uh, even clear back then, God says, I have a plan for the structure of my bride, for the way this thing operates. So, going forward to Acts uh, 14, uh, and starting with uh, verse 19, it says, The Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and they persuaded the crowds, and they stoned Paul. They dragged him out of the city, supposing he was dead. But when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up, he entered the city, and on the next day, he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. When they had preached the gospel to that city, and they made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, and they strengthened the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith 
and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. Now here's the important thing that, that I want to talk about. He says, when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed the elders to the church in whom they had believed. And so we see, and we'll see this again, scripture after scripture, as we read through Acts, as we read through Paul's letters, there's this thing that keeps popping up, these elders in the church. Uh, these, these people that serve the church, that come up underneath the church, that God has put in place, uh, as Paul will call overseers. Um, I have served as an elder for almost 30 years in this tribe. Um, and uh, it's been quite a privilege and it's been a real learning experience. And uh, one, of, one of the things that I've heard more than once, I, I've had accusations, I've had people approach me, you elders, you all meet together, you get in this closet and it's this secret little meeting and you we know you're all talking about us and you know, and all this stuff is going on. And so, for the sake of transparency, <clears throat> I just want to reveal to you and just affirm to you what it is to be an elder in the church. The way I've seen it walked out. Uh, the, way, the way I have uh, walked it out. Uh, and I want to start with a confession and, uh, and an apology. Uh, Jonathan became head elder here what, a couple years ago or so. Yeah. Um, and I have been an elder alongside of him. Uh, and Luke has been an elder alongside of him for these two years. We have not made that obvious. Uh, and that is my fault. I'm the elder that's supposed to get the prophetic words about the church, and I missed it. And I am sorry, church. We should have made it clear to you. So I, I start with that. I will fail you. Don't watch me. I'm going to come back to that. Um, so from a practical standpoint, what does it look like? What, what, what is this eldership thing? Here's the short answer. We pray. So, uh, here's the long answer. What's this, uh, what, what do we do? For the last two years, uh, Jonathan and I have met on a pretty regular basis. Um, and Jonathan and Luke have met on a pretty regular basis. And in the last six months or so, the three of us have met on a pretty regular basis. And we do sometimes talk about church affairs because we have to. Uh, but I assure you about 90, 80, 90% of the time, we are praying for the church. We're, we're praying for the body. Um, let me show you something. I have a list. Your names are all on here. Uh, and when we have met together, we have pulled this list up, and it's not so we can talk about you. It's so we can pray for you. 
and it's so we don't leave anybody out. And I will tell you, church, I have sat in prayer meetings with these men and with these other men that we're going to introduce, and I have heard them pray for you by name and cry out to the Lord for you by name. Everybody on this list. The title at the top of this list is Pray for the Eldorado Flock. So that's what we do. Um, in the last uh, six months or so, we have begun to discern from the Lord that there were other men who were elders in the body. And so we started praying for wisdom, praying for revelation, that, that God would bring these men to us, that we would know uh, who they are. Uh, and now there are seven of us. Um, so what do we do? We, we, we kind of started around the first part of January, so we're just about six weeks into this thing. But here's what we do. Um, every two weeks, we all meet together and, uh, and we pray. Um, we talk a little bit about church things, but again, most of it is prayer. Uh, we fast once a week uh, as a group, and we fast and we pray for the body, for church, uh, for, for, for church things. And church, I will tell you, it is, it's a powerful thing. We all met last night at, at my house. We were, we were in, in my bedroom. And these seven men, they were down on their knees, literally, on their knees before the Father. Some of them weeping as they prayed for you, as they prayed for the church. So this is how your elders serve you. And that's what elders do. It's just, it's a place of servitude. It's not a worldly thing where Jonathan's up here and then here's the elders and here's the church. God flips that thing upside down. Here's the church. The elders come up underneath <clears throat> and the elders serve. And we serve by praying. We serve by loving. Um... And church, I will tell you, um, we will fail. We are men, and as men, we sometimes will fail. I'll just tell you that now. Uh, do not look to us as role models. Church, your role model is Jesus Christ. Um, and I guess the, the, the last thing, that's about all I have to say. The last thing I would say... If you have questions, please, please come ask any of us. Uh, we are more than happy to address questions. We're not offended by questions. Um, so this is God's order in his church. He set it up this way. There are other leaders in the church, and, and that will come up at, uh, at another time. But, uh, but today we're, we're talking about elders. So, so that's... Yes. Pretty much it. Why don't you stay up here with me if you would. Just want to share a, uh, a moment here with you on um, 
We, we believe uh, Ephesians 4 says that the Lord himself gave gifts to the church. And we, that five-fold ministry, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, the Lord gave them to the church as a gift, actually because he loves his church so much. Um, so we're not big into titles. You know, like if you go to Africa, a business card, a guy will handle, say, apostle so-and-so or whatever. And then there's the big white thrones on the stage, you know, and the guys in the three-piece suits sit up there. And that's just kind of weird. Uh, we believe that um, Paul, when he was coming back and he's talking to Timothy and, and Titus, he's, he's actually seeing these guys verbing this out. And it's first what he's noticing that they're doing and it's secondly a noun. It's like, oh, that's, a, that's an elder. That's a deacon. There's multiple deacons in this room actually right now. Stirred by the Spirit, elders to pray. They just can't stop weeping and praying and thinking of the church on a regular basis and checking up on them and, 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 and really caring for them almost like they would their own family. Like they have this, this hedge of protection feeling. And likewise, some of you in here are deacons and you just can't get enough of thinking about how can I serve? How can I bless? How can I use my hands and my feet and my mind to go out and lift that burden, that practical need off of the body of Christ? And I believe that's coming in fullness. But what we believe is that the Lord has given some specific directives uh, in the scripture about this. And so we need to make this known. This is important to us. For instance, James chapter five. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them anoint them with oil and pray over them. And the prayer prayed in faith, they'll, they'll be well. They'll be made well. If there's any sins, they will be forgiven. Well, it's important to know who to call for that. Does that mean no one else can pray for the sick? Absolutely not. But there's something special biblically about receiving prayer like that. We're gonna open that up here at the end of the service. We've got some oil actually here with us. Uh, Titus uh, chapter one. This will be the last scripture we look at here. If you would, if you would look there, Titus chapter one. Verse five, Paul says, the reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint or ordain elders in every town as I directed you. And the word there for put in order is set straight. And it's, it's a, the root word, epidioroto, is the root for orthodontics or ortho, orthopedics. And it's to take something like crooked teeth and, and bring it into order. Or to take a crooked spine through surgery, make it straight and erect. And so what he's telling uh, Titus here is that the role of, of elders in the church is to help maintain the, the standing of the body of Christ and walk, walking in an erect way. And, and this word to put in order, there's nothing really glorious about a splint for a broken arm. There's nothing really glorious about braces, right, teenagers? But there's, there's something useful and valuable to that that actually causes the church to grow in a powerful way. So we believe that we're all, all of y'all in here are called to the ministry. There's no special class or anything like that of anointing person over here. and under, There's none of that. All of us in Christ Jesus are called, Ephesians 4, that the, the work in the saints that's been put in there would be worked out. We wanna equip you unto that end. 
But the Lord has ordained and he's identified people in this season that just can't get enough of praying for the church. And they're doing it. We're seeing them do that. So we just wanna identify them. Some of you know them well. Some of you don't know them well. Some of you are being shepherded by these guys and some of you aren't being shepherded by them. But we believe in this season, we want you to know we wanna pray. So uh, Dick and Luke, if you would come up here. Brian, if you would come up here. Matt, if you would come up. Eric and Drew Parrish, if you would come up here. Just wanna honor these guys as those who have been serving you all and praying for you. And we believe that there's a hedge of protection around the saints that is a, a prayer hedge. It's actually like a wall of fire was the vision we've been getting. And so as there's faithfulness, Acts 6.4 says, we devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. That's the thing. I, th- I think all of us maybe are used to maybe some old time church systems where elders are like businessmen and they, they help run the business. That's not scriptural. Primarily, they're praying for the flock and putting a hedge of protection. And so that's what we're committed to doing on a regular basis. And we're just gonna see what the Lord does from here. So I wanted to introduce you to them. I would very much appreciate if you think about it this week, we want, we're praying for wisdom for what the Lord has coming in the future. We're praying for protection. Pray for us, if you would. Pray for wisdom as, as, as we seek the Lord here, as we, as we meet and pray for each one of you. So let me just pray. Lord, we ask in Jesus' name that you would usher in a season of blessing and order and health in the body of Christ. We believe, Father, this is your way. We discern, Father, your love for the church. Now, Lord, I pray that there would truly be a getting up underneath and supporting here. For all of these men up here, myself included, I pray, Father, for a serving not lording over, but getting up under and serving God. And we pray that we would see the sick healed, Lord. We, we're praying that we would see the signs and wonders that were seen in the book of Acts, Lord. I, I pray, Father, that you would continue, Father, to grow us all up into maturity in Christ Jesus is what we want, Lord, to walk in that. We pray that you would reveal your glory in a new way in this season, God. And we're asking now, Spirit, you would just, you would just move in power, God.